Welcome to Crop Watch Podcast, a production of Nebraska Extension. Welcome to the Crop Watch Podcast. I'm Michael Sundelar, a cropping systems extension educator. Today, I'm going to be joined with Amit Jala, who's a weed specialist from the University of Nebraska. How are you doing today, Amit? Doing very well. Uh, thank you, Michael. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. It's another fine day on the prairie. Yes. So today we're going to be talking about post applications. I'm always a first things first kind of person. So Amit, what should our first steps be when we're planning to do a post application? The first step uh, for applying uh, post-emergence herbicide is uh, I suggest uh, growers to go in their field and scout the field. And this is important because uh, then they can uh, see what uh, type of weeds are present, uh, whether they have broadleaf weeds or grass weeds. And then based on that, uh, they can uh, select uh, their herbicide application. It is also particularly important to not uh, the grow stage of the weed species as well as crop species. Uh, for example, if they are going to apply herbicides in soybean, uh, they may need to count uh, the number of uh, leaves uh, trifoliate on the soybean plant, and uh, that can help uh, to decide which herbicide they can select. And same thing, yeah, the height of weed species is also important because we know that herbicides would work better when weed height is uh, relatively small. For example, we always recommend to apply most of the post-emergence herbicides when weeds are less than five inch tall. So scouting is important. So I'm out scouting and I know a little bit about the field history. How, how do my decisions change if I know or I suspect that I may have a herbicide resistant weeds in my field? So depending on um, your history and uh, your experience, if weed species are surviving even after a labeled rate of uh, some herbicide, uh, for example, glyphosate, uh, as we have six weeds in Nebraska are now resistant to glyphosate and they are widespread, uh, particularly water hemp, uh, palmer amaranth, mare's tail. Uh, these are the top three weeds, at least in eastern part of the state. Um, they are widespread and a lot of the populations are resistant to glyphosate and some ALS inhibiting herbicides. Uh, so if previous year your glyphosate application applied at labeled rate was not working, that means it is likely that uh, you have glyphosate resistant weeds in, the, in your field. And you, you may need to select uh, alternate uh, herbicides uh, for applying or for effective control of those weed species. Uh, for example, if it is uh, Roundup ready to extend soybean, uh, which is also known as dicamba resistant soybean, then you can select uh, dicamba based herbicides uh, to control those glyphosate resistant weeds. To, to, to think a little bit more about some specific needs during or when applying a post application, what dicamba products can be used in dicamba resistant soybeans? There are three products are labeled uh, to be used in dicamba-resistant soybean, uh, Extendimax, Enginia, and Tevium. So those are the three products um, they have been labeled um, to apply now in uh, Extend Soybean. And what, what about their timing? Specifically, wh what does that window look like? Because I know some things have been changed on the label, and now there is a set hard cutoff date. Yes, from 2021 growing season now, any of these dicamba-based herbicides in dicamba-resistant soybean cannot be applied uh, after July 1st. Uh, so basically, you have to apply those dicamba-based herbicides by the end of June. 
regardless of your crop growth stage. Extendimax and Engineer can be applied only up to R1 growth stage. Um, so R1 means uh, reproductive growth stage. So when soybean starts flowering, that is the time you can apply, I mean, maximum growth stage of soybean, you can apply Extendimax or Engineer. And um, if you are planning to apply Tavium, uh, it can be applied only up to V4 growth stage of soybean means when you will see poor trifoliate uh, on your soybean plant, uh, that is the cutoff for Tavium or by the end of June. So whatever comes first, you may need to consider as a cutoff timing or cutoff date uh, for applying any of these uh, three products. And it it depends on which product you choose. As I told you, Tevium cannot be applied after V4 soybean growth stage. And that just reinforces our first point that we talked about. You said it's important to scout the field to know the growth stage of what you're trying to kill and what you're spraying into. Yes. What is VRA? So VRA is a volatility reducing agents. Uh, they are also known as buffering agents. So this is something new required from 2021 growing season that uh, each application of any of these three Dicamba products, whether it is Extendimax, Engineer, or Tevium, has to be included with VRA, which is a volatility reducing agent. And this is particularly important uh, because uh, when you apply these Dicamba-based herbicides with uh, some other herbicides, for example, glyphosate or any other herbicides, in most cases, it can increase the pH of the spray solution. And when you add uh, VRA, it can reduce the pH of spray solution. And that helps to reduce the volatility from dicamba. So that's why from 2021 growing season, any of the dicamba-based herbicides uh, has to be applied and included uh, VRA. For example, if you are applying Extendimax, uh, you may need to include Vapor Grip, uh, which is a buffering agent. Uh, and um, if you are applying some other products, yeah, there, there are some other VRA has been also labeled uh, that you can consider. But um, anytime, yeah, you have to include them and uh, you should not use any ammonium sulfate type of adjuvants uh, for applying any type of dicamba applications in soybean. And in fact, I also recommend growers not to use ammonium sulfate with any of the dicamba-based herbicides they are applying in corn because now we have enough knowledge that including ammonium sulfate can make dicamba more volatile. So you're already kind of talking about tank mixing dicamba with other products. Yes. Can you uh, mix res uh, residual herbicides um, in your post app if you're using dicamba? Yes, you can include a residual product and depending on product, uh, you may need to check, for example, if it is a micro encapsulated based acetochlor product, uh, for example, Warren can uh, apply that product uh, up to R2 growth stage. Um, uh, so you may need to consider uh, their growth stage and restriction. So yeah, you can apply residual products uh, if it is labeled to apply with uh, the dicamba product uh, you have selected. For example, Tavium, which already includes S-metalochlor, means an active ingredient in dual-to-magnum type of herbicide. So if you are applying Tavium, then I would not add any additional residual product because uh, S-metalochlor will provide uh, enough residual activity along with dicamba. So Tavium is already a premix product of 
dual to Magnum as well as Dicamba. So if you are applying Extendimax or Engineer, then yes, um, you can uh, consider adding a residual product and that will provide uh, some additional uh, residual activity, particularly for management of uh, water hemp and palmar amaranth because uh, they can emerge uh, continuously. And even late in the season, particularly, we are receiving very good rain this year that can help uh, to emerge uh, weeds very frequently. Uh, so depending on which species, and again, that's why scouting field is important uh, because uh, including residual product is a good idea because it will provide a residual control and overlapping residual activity with your pre-emergence herbicide you may have applied at planting, but it also adds cost in your overall herbicide program. So you may need to be careful when you select a residual product with post-emergence herbicide because it is possible it is not needed in each and every field. If you see a lot of issues of water hemp and palmar amaranth, and if they are resistant to glyphosate and some other herbicides, then yes, I would add residual product. But if you see you have good control and um, some weeds are here and there, then only post-emergence application should be enough uh, and so again, yeah, you have to scout your field and depending on your weed pressure, you can select whether you should add a residual product with your post-emergence herbicides. Just, just to follow that up, kind of going back to Dicamba, what is the downwind buffer requirement? So until last year, uh, Michael, the required downwind buffer was 110 feet, uh, but now with uh, this new label changes, now the, if the sensitive crop is present uh, downwind, then the buffer requirement is 240 feet, and it could be up to 310 feet in the areas where endangered species are located. And there are certain areas in Nebraska, they are designated as the area where endangered species might be present. And so in that cases, it could be up to like 310 feet. And one more thing is there is also some recommendation for using hooded sprayer that can um, reduce the off-target uh, movement. And so under those cases, the buffer requirement can be reduced. But if you are, if the grower is planning to use just like a broadcast application by using herbicide sprayer, then yeah, in most cases, the downwind buffer would be 240 feet if sensitive crops are present in the area of wind direction. That's a, a lot of good information for helping people make their, their post applications and stay on label, especially stay on the dicamba label. Yes. And this is particularly important because we have been seeing a lot of dicamba off-target injury issues in last three to four years. And uh, we recommend growers to follow all the label requirement and data keeping and record keeping and everything uh, just to reduce the off-target injury issues uh, across the state. And remember that uh, soybean is not the only crop. There are several small acreage crops, which are very sensitive to dicamba and 2,4-D type of herbicides. So yeah, over precautions should be taken when applying those herbicides. So Ahmed, do you have any upcoming field days or live training events? Yes, uh, we are planning to have a field day at South Central Ag Lab on June 23rd. And that will include a lot of good information about new herbicides and new multiple herbicide-resistant crop technology for weed control in corn and soybean and sorghum. So I recommend growers to attend those. Uh, we might also might have another uh, field day for uh, management of uh, glyphosate-resistant palmar amaranth in corn. 
and that is scheduled on June 30th. So both of these field days will be really important for growers to learn a lot about weed management in corn and soybean and sorghum. Well, thank you for joining me today. Thank um, you for having me today. Oh yeah. Well, let's hope it's a good growing season. <laughs>